Hey everyone, it's time for a live look at the astrology. My name is Katie Sweetman and this is your look at the astrology for November 6th through 12th, 2023. So the clocks have changed, at least here in the United States, and it's now dark. Now that we're doing our, our live broadcast, we're in that part of the year, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, where we are getting darker days, uh, colder days, and I realize it is exactly opposite for you all in the Northern Hemisphere. And I actually want to talk about that in a moment because it talks about the natural duality of life that we can have winter on one half, one you know, top side of the globe and globe and, and summer on the bottom half of the globe. It's not actually there's really no top or bottom. That's just a, you know, anyway, science. But um, yes, for those that uh, don't know who I am, uh, my name is Katie Sweetman, and I'm an astrologer and psychic medium located here in the New York City area. And every week we gather live to look at the astrology and you hear me say over and over again, the astrology is 50%. You are the other 50%. Can't forget about that part. And you know, this is how we can show up, let's say, for eclipse season, although eclipse season sometimes reminds us that there are forces that are greater than us. But here we are in Scorpio season. The sun has been in Scorpio since October 23rd. So we're about a couple weeks into this at this point. And Scorpio season, I said this last week, and I probably said it the week before, and I'll say it again next week because we have a Scorpio new moon. It is the season, it is the sign, the archetype that, that acts as this archetype transition. It brings us from not just like one half of the astrology, uh, you know, one half of the zodiac, but it reminds us that life is about seasons. Life is about transitions. And I know that when I talk about Scorpio, it's really easy to frame Scorpio within the context of, of the seasons, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere. And I realized that it's not relevant for you all in the Southern Hemisphere. And yes, astrology is very Northern Hemisphere bias. And it doesn't mean that it's not relevant uh, for those in the, in the Southern Hemisphere. It's just to remind us that there, you know, astrology at the end of the day, yes, it's a, it's a calendar. Yes, it's about seasons and growing seasons. And it was used to plant, it's used to plan festivals. But it's also symbolic and it's sort of the symbolic natural progression of the cycle of life the wheel of life that exists everywhere at any time um, regardless of the time of year regardless of where you are in the world and certainly it's probably very warm for those that are in the subtropical part of the world right now but nevertheless at least here in the united states at least here in the northern northern part of the united states it's getting dark. It's getting cold. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's um, we're actually coming up to. I think it's tomorrow. Actually, the sun will get to 15 degrees of Scorpio. And if you know a little bit of astrology, 15 degrees of Scorpio, 15 degrees of any sign is the middle of the sign. 15 degrees of Scorpio is what Halloween is supposed to or Samhain is supposed to line up with doesn't anymore because it's something called progression of the equinox. And so once upon a time, the, these two points, you know, the middle of Scorpio was around November 1st, around October 31st, not so much anymore, but we still mark these festivals, whether it's May Day on May 1st, whether it's Samhain and Old, Old, Old Souls Day, you know, the 31st of October into November 1st. 
And that sort of shows us even in, 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 in the summer, we, you know, Beltane, or is it Beltane? What's the one that's in Leo? I can't remember. Sorry, guys. Um, and even uh, Candlemas and Midwinter and even Groundhog Day, that's a, a, an offshoot of celebrating these different seasonal passages. So yes, we're in Scorpio season. Um, we are sort of going through our own personal passage. We are allowing things to end and decay and transform so that we can step into the light of Sagittarius, which is the last fire sign. But that said, if you are watching live, as always, do say hello. Yes, it's 2 a.m. in Kenya right now. Um, yeah, the, the clocks have changed, um, so maybe it's a little bit different at the moment. But um, yeah, I see some familiar faces always lovely to connect with you live and, and even if you're not watching live it's like some of you or my my tuesday club um do say hello whether you're watching on facebook spotify instagram um youtube for example so let's, let's get to the astrology this week so i actually this past weekend um right in time for the saturn station direct and you know how much i love saturn i did a talk for the new york city chapter of ncgr that's one of the major uh professional organizations in the, in the United States uh, for astrology. Of course, there's international organizations. And I got to talk about the arc of Saturn and how Saturn very predictab predictably reveals these key stages of our life. And like I said, just in time for Saturn Direct. So we've got this since we start the week. We've got this Saturn energy that's very present with us, even though Saturn turned direct a couple of days ago. What, what does that mean? We're in a week, and you can even say this is the case for last week, where it's about the bar being set higher for us. It's about transitions and milestones and having to take on more responsibilities, for example. And for some people, and, and maybe this is the case for you, it doesn't, and it's just you're kind of getting feedback from Saturn. What's working? What's not working? Saturn retrograde and Saturn direct, these are two points in the year. They're about four, four and a half, five months apart from one another, um, at least between on the retrograde periods, so it's longer on the other side, uh, about six months on the other side, seven months on the other side. But these two points, they act as a structural point for the year. So we just had Saturn direct at zero degrees of Pisces. We had Saturn retrograde back on June 17th at seven degrees of Pisces. And then Saturn went into Pisces on March 7th. So we have a new story, Saturn and Pisces, that's, that happened in March that's going to take us into February 2026, yes. Then we had something going on in June and for you to all go back and like, what was going on in June? What's what's the story? What are the, the milestones? What, what was sort of asked of you? What are the decisions that were being made? and how that connects, maybe it's obvious, maybe it's not so obvious to the events that are happening now, now that Saturn is direct. It doesn't mean that when a planet is retrograde, we have to grind to a halt. It didn't, and, and all, just your friendly reminder that all planets turn retrograde, except for the sun and the moon. And Mercury just does it the most frequently. That's why we, we know about it. But Saturn, uh, you, you know, Jupiter is four months out of the year. Saturn's five months out of the year. Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, also five months out of the year. This is a time when we have to integrate, where Saturn is the builder, the constructor of the zodiac. It talks about time 
talks about achievements, these things that we're working towards. And maybe we had to, you know, reflect and go in and, and sort of take in the fact that we are in a very different phase of time. You know, I, th- I think I said this last week, we had Saturn going through the Saturn ruled signs of Capricorn and Aquarius all the way from the very end of 2017, all the way to uh, just this past March. And those were some pretty interesting years, if I'm being completely honest. There's a lot of heavy-duty Saturn. And as much as I love Saturn, actually, I was out with some friends this weekend, and, and two of them are astrologers. And I said, I love Saturn, but Saturn is still Saturn, still heavy, heavy energy. But um, but yeah, uh, we I just did this talk on Saturn, the arc of Saturn. So we're going to this week that has Saturn very present with us. We're also going into a week where we have two planets changing signs. We've got Venus going into Libra. We have Mercury going into Sagittarius. All in advance of, I think really the headliner for this week is the Mars-Uranus uh, opposition. So let's kind of jump ahead to the Mars-Uranus opposition for a moment, because you need to understand, and this is going to sound a little technical for a moment, but it's really important. This is how your astrology sausage gets made. There's this whole thing called rulerships. So the ruling planet of dot, 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 let's say you're Gemini. The ruling planet of Gemini is Mercury. It's always Mercury. The ruling planet of Scorpio is Mars. It's the traditional ruler in case you're thinking, wait, hang on, Pluto, uh, I use traditional rulers. Rulership isn't affinity, even though we like to think that Scorpio and and Pluto really go together. Rulership is about the flow of energy. It's kind of like engineering. This this is where my former IT uh, person, astrology brain, sticks in, uh, you know, jumps in. So the energy right now with Mars in Scorpio means that Scorpio season strong. The energy is concentrated in Scorpio. So Mars is really driving a lot of our experiences right now. Yes, there's Saturn. Yes, there's other planets. But Mars has a lot of power and strength in the sky right now. And all week long, it's building to an opposition to Uranus. Uranus, as you've heard me say over and over again over the last few years, uh, Uranus has been in Taurus. Taurus is the opposite sign in the sky from uh, from Scorpio since May 2018 and March of 2019. Those two dates because Uranus went in, retrograded, and then went back out and then you know, came back in in March of 2019. And depending on your sign, depending on where Taurus is in your astrology, and you're thinking, wait, I don't have anything in Taurus. Don't worry. Taurus governs a part of your life, depending on your sun sign, depending on your rising sign. That area of your life has likely seen major changes, reinventions, shakeups. And for some people, it's not outward, it's inward. It really depends on the sign. So maybe you're like, well, my life looks the same, but inwardly, maybe it's not the same. So now that the sun is in Scorpio, it's picking up on Mars and Scorpio. And now we have the opposition to Uranus all week long. And Uranus is an evolutionary planet. Its job is to get us to grow and evolve by any means possible. So it is a wake up. It is a shake up. It is an energy that's trying to illuminate and get us to see things differently. Uranus is the, it sort of talks about a process of awakening, a shift in consciousness, 
and, and this is why, and I'm, I'm going to kind of get off on a tangent for a moment, why the first half of the 40s are really interesting, because that is the Uranus opposition for everybody, but that's a whole other topic. Um, but that energy is very present with us this week. And Uranus oppositions are what I like to call the coming out aspect. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean the closet. It could be. But the coming out aspect is energy where whatever is inside of us, it has to be revealed. Whatever is something that's hidden needs to be lived. And so there's this pressure all week, and of course we're all going to feel it's differently, to live that something that's inside of us. It can't be held back. It can't be contained. It needs to shake us up. It needs to maybe be lived very differently in our day-to-day -day life. Maybe we were thinking about making a career change. Maybe we're thinking about making a relationship change or even a shift with how we you know, exist in our body, for example, depending on the sign. So I want to put that on the horizon because it's a pretty intense energy. And I know you're thinking, but wait, we just came, we just came out of eclipse season. Um, and that was a good transition to Venus and Libra. Both these two eclipses that we had in October, October 14th, solar eclipse in Libra, uh, October 28th, lunar eclipse in Taurus, were ruled by Venus. <laughs> Venus is the ruler of dot 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 Taurus. Libra. So Venus holds the power for those two signs. And when you have an eclipse or, or a new moon or a full moon or, or something else, you look to see where's Venus. Well, Venus has been in Virgo for the past four weeks. So Virgo was actually receiving a lot of the energy of the eclipses. And maybe you are a Virgo and you're like, oh, wow, like that explains things. Or maybe, you know, something else. But the energy going to Virgo has said that a lot of the focus of the last four weeks around relationships, Libra, New Moon, Solar Eclipse, around money, income, value, material, stability, and security, Taurus, has been through the lens of, of Virgo. Virgo is about craft, it's about practice, it's about systems, dedication, um, the sort of the work that we all have to do on a day-to-day -day basis to make sure that things are flowing. That's what I mean by systems, it's operations. Virgo is also the sign of not just health and wellness, it's a sign that really talks about the service to others, it's helping other people. It's a very different facet when you look at relationships, you know, Libra through the lens of Virgo. So whether it's over the next six months with this new, the solar eclipse takes us into the next six months through the lens of Virgo, how do I show up for other people in relationships? How do I help people? How do I really, you know, clean up? That's another word for Virgo. It's a sign of purity, refinement, how do I clean up my relationships? But there's another side to Virgo where we can be a little bit self-sacrificing. How have I sacrificed my wants and needs and desires for somebody else? If you can do that from a place of unconditional love, fantastic. A lot of us can't because we're not saints. Um, but uh, it's like, how do we do that in a way where we don't, it's not transactional. We're not expecting anything, for example. So that's one of the lenses in which we're really living these eclipses. And in eclipses, even though they have passed, they are taking us into the next six months. And then we're going to have another round of eclipses. Uh, I think it's like the 25th of March, 2024. That'll be a lunar eclipse in Libra. And then on the 8th of April, 2024, we'll have a solar eclipse in Aries. But right now we're in a, we're in a different chapter and one that's really focused on that solar eclipse in Libra energy. So new beginnings in relationship, 
how we connect and interact and socialize with people. So if Venus is the ruler of the eclipses, even though they happened back in October, now that Venus is changing signs this week on um, the 8th, that's that right? Yes, the 8th, um, it's bringing the energy into a new sign. And Libra is a cardinal sign. It lines with the four directions. For those that are in the Northern Hemisphere, it's the start of spring. Of, of autumn for those that are in the southern the start of spring so it initiates a new beginning so there's something that was seeded with the eclipses that now when venus goes into libra in a couple of days it's a new season it's a new chapter we see the energy change and i think that plus mars opposite uranus and then we go into the dark of the moon this weekend and then we get to the scorpio new moon on the 13th on monday 13th that will be at 20 degrees of Scorpio with Mars Sun conjunct Mars opposite Uranus gonna be interesting we're gonna have a lot of things to talk about next week and oh and by the way next week's um, live broadcast is not gonna be live I have to pre-record it because I have to go out of town um, but stay tuned but yes it's going to be a very interesting energy as we get into the second half of November and it may mean that the second half of November is a bit different we'll see maybe i'm wrong um speaking about maybe i'm wrong um mercury goes into sagittarius uh, it's a little bit of a personal joke but um sagittarius is a sign that has opinions it has viewpoints it sees the world in a certain way and in a lot of times it's cultivated a worldly point of view and perspective it's educated it's traveled and sometimes Sagittarius has opinions. And so my joke, and Mercury, even though it seems very well suited for Sagittarius, actually technically it's, it's, it's what's called in its detriment. It's, it's in its fall. It's in the sign opposite that it rules, Gemini. It just means that Mercury has a lot more flexibility when it's in Gemini and doesn't have as much flexibility when it's in Sagittarius because it takes on the energies of Jupiter. But in its best light, Mercury in Sagittarius allows us to really cultivate a worldly perspective, to feel that itch and that urge to travel and to explore and to see things differently. Um, there is an enthusiasm to Mercury in I have Mercury in Sagittarius. There's a, an enthusiasm to Mercury in Sagittarius because it really wants to share something that it's discovered. These are your natural teachers, your natural preachers people that can really take the energy of Mercury and motivate and inspire people, people who write, people who do public speaking. But like every planet and every sign in the zodiac, there is the constructive side and there is the destructive side. So we just have to look a little bit more at the destructive side of Mercury and Sagittarius because it's in the sign of its detriment. That's no problem. It just means that sometimes maybe we're wrong and that's okay because Sagittarius truth is not capital T truth. It is lower T truth. But as we get more into Sagittarius season, the second half of November, we got a couple more weeks left to Scorpio. We got my birthday still. That's on the 17th. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we, we're still, like I said, we're still doing Scorpio. So let's get into the, oh, I, this is the other thing I want to say about the Southern Hemisphere. So I think I said it already, but maybe I need to say it again. It's everything symbolic. There is a day, there's a night, there's an up, there's a down, there's a northern hemisphere, there's a southern hemisphere. It's just, uh, that's just the way it is. So you guys who are who are part of my Tuesday club, um, uh, you're sort of living life through a different set of seasons, but it's the same 
astrology. It's just a different perspective because you all are on the other side of the globe, at least from me. So let's look at the astrology of this week, November 6th through 12th, 2023. You know, as we start the week, we do have Mercury coming to the end of Scorpio. And as it does, it makes a trine to Neptune. Also today, we have Venus trine Pluto, because Venus is getting to the end of Virgo. So let's start with Mercury trine Neptune. A trine gives an opportunity. It gives support. It can open doors. Mercury and Neptune in aspect, these are typically people who are poetic. They are intuitive. They are sensitive. They are creative. They create worlds. Of course, there's two sides to it, but it's to really open up your intuitive voice today. And maybe that's something to think about as the sun gets to the midpoint of Scorpio, which is actually the real Halloween. So tomorrow, side note, um, and this was the day before Halloween, and I actually, believe it or not, I'm not a super big fan of Halloween. I'm saying this as a, as a sensitive and I feel everything. And there were ghosts around. And I remember like waking up in the middle of the night and there was something in my, there was a shape in my room and then it disappeared into the bed. And I remember thinking like, what is going on? I was like, oh right, Halloween, everybody get out. <laughs> The, sometimes the downsides to being a medium. But anyway, so we have Mercury uh, trying Neptune, and that really kind of opens up our intuitive voice. We have Venus trying Pluto, and that can really create a lot of magnetism and allure for Venus, although Venus is in Virgo, which is not the sign it typically likes to be in. But it can give us a little bit of obsessiveness and attention to detail and a need to really get things done. Then we get into the eighth and Venus does change signs. As I spoke about in the introduction, it goes into Libra and it gives strength to the recent eclipses. So we might start to see some doors open, maybe some even some doors close as we get a ripple of eclipse energy. Then we go on the 10th of November and the Mercury, this is Friday, Mercury goes into Sagittarius. So Mercury is wrapping up its time um, up until the 10th, it's time in Scorpio, which is a little bit of a detective, a little bit obsessive about the details and information and ideas. And then it gets that boost of fire energy when it goes into Sagittarius. Then we get into, actually, once it gets into Sagittarius, this is the thing. Normally, Mercury is a bit enthusiastic in Sagittarius, but it immediately makes a square to Saturn. So there's something about this week, even this weekend, where we've got some serious options to weigh, some choices to make. We have to really honor our commitment really honor our responsibilities, really pay attention to the words that we're using, not shoot our mouth off like Mercury and Sash likes to do. And that's where the Saturn energy comes in. But Saturn also talks about things wanting to take shape and take form. And that's where maybe that this could be a sort of a pivotal week about really uh, saying yes to something or saying no to something, drawing a boundary and all to sort of bring us into the new week next week with that really powerhouse Scorpio new moon. So then we get into the weekend and it's a powerhouse Scorpio new moon on the 13th Monday because right before we have Mars opposite Uranus. So as I spoke about in the introduction, Uranus is an evolutionary planet. Whatever it touches, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, these are the three evolutionary planets. In this case, Uranus, whatever it wants, it wants things to awaken, reinvent, see things from a different perspective, have a light bulb go off. 
Uranus typically is very unsentimental. It talks about needing to break away from something. And of course, everybody's going to live this energy differently, but just really know that it's a little bit of a confrontational energy as we go into the weekend, but certainly an energy you can do to make a reinvention, for example. So that is your look at the astrology of this week. Uh, let's now look at each of the 12 zodiac signs. Also, listen for your sun sign and your rising sign. And so, yeah, both give you a good perspective. So starting with Aries. So Mars is Aries' planet. So you, Aries, you have Mars in something called your eighth. And it's been in the eighth since October 10th. And it'll be there since I think it's like right after like the 24th or 25th, I can't remember the exact date, it goes into Sagittarius. But right now it's bringing up a lot of deep emotions. We talked about this last week, and this is something to revisit as we go into the Scorpio new moon next week. But it, it might be bringing up not only strong emotions, but also something that you need to confront. Maybe it's your fears, maybe it's an insecurity. You do have Uranus in your money sign. It's been in the sign of money and income, material stability and security since 2018, 2019. So whether this is something emotional for you, whether this is something financial for you, but it's to really you know, see how this energy is really starting to come up for you this week because it is demanding a personal change because Mars is the planet that governs you. So maybe it's a week for you to come out or something that is inside of you that you've been suppressing needs to be lived in the world, for example. As I was saying in the introduction, you know, Uranus is a very unsentimental planet. So this is where it can be a little bit of a shock, a break, breaking from the past. On the positive side, it could be breaking from something that um, has been holding you back and it's time to seek liberation. Uranus is also the planet of freedom and liberation. Then where this is all, like I said, it's all in preparation for that Scorpio new moon um, on Monday 13th. I will add that. Don't forget, we are, we're only three weeks out from a solar eclipse in, in Libra, which is a relationship sign for you. And so as Venus changes signs this week, that story is really coming to the forefront. And maybe with Mars and Scorpio, there are themes around trust and security and vulnerability intimacy, perhaps even sexuality as well. But this is a time when you could see those bigger changes in relationship, whether it's serious conversations, hard conversations, or really powerfully honest conversations. Um, Taurus. So Venus is your planet. Venus has been in Virgo uh, for the past four weeks. And for you, Virgo is this is like what's called your fifth sign. So it's been really much about cultivating a sense of self, focusing on the things that light you up and give you passion and help you to really define who you are. Venus does leave Virgo so that you the energy of your sun or the energy of your rising sign starts to go into Libra. Now, Libra is something called your sixth sign. And over, um, over the next, uh, gosh, I gotta do, do my, my astrology math, my brain. Over the next four weeks, um, you're really focusing on health, wellness, um, how you take care of your body, your routines, the sense of operations that need to happen on a day-to-day -day basis to make sure your life runs. Do keep in mind that you had an eclipse here um, just, just three weeks ago on October 14th. So 
health and wellness work and projects, uh, really getting grounded in life, that's that seed is already there. Now with your planet going into into Libra on the eighth, it sort of takes and goes into the next uh, chapter, for example. Then there's relationships and you do have Mars in your relationship signs. So since October 10th, relationships have either demanded your attention, um, maybe not necessarily in a bad way, but it's, it's more about other people right now. Mars opposite Uranus reinvigorates a story that's been with you since 2018 and 2019 when Uranus first went into Taurus. Taurus typically is not a sign that likes a lot of change. However, the last five years have been nothing but change for Taurus. Both Taurus and Scorpio, where a lot of the action is happening in your astrology right now, these are the two signs of matter in the material world. So it's like the, the tectonic plates have been shifting in your life over the last five years and here you are it's another time where it's about you and other people about the changes that have been making and maybe these are great changes maybe these are changes that are helping you to reveal who you truly are to break away from the past to reinvent yourself for example but there is something about either it's you or taking care of people or be of service to other people but that said, really pay attention to your health and wellness, diet, fitness, nutrition, because that's one of the focal points as you go into 2024. Um, I got my, got my incense going. Um, Gemini. So Gemini, Mercury is your planet. It's been in Scorpio for the last, I can't remember when, it went to Scorpio. But for you, uh, Gemini, Scorpio is your uh, sixth sign. So it's been about work, it's been about projects, it's been about sometimes a lot of work because Mercury in this part of your chart can be a little obsessive. It's got to get to the bottom of a mystery. It's got to like get into all the details. And for some of you, it has been very focused on health and wellness. So Mercury in this part of the chart, it will change signs as it goes into Sagittarius later this week. This will be on the 10th. Maybe you're feeling a little bit tired because I'm sure Mars in, in, in Scorpio has been really working you hard since October 10th. Um, you know, that said, with Mars opposite Uranus this week, Uranus for you, it's been behind the scenes over the last five years. Either it's been um, kind of in the unconscious, subconscious, or maybe it's been shifting your relationship with your spirituality or your intuitive self. But the 12th, which is where Uranus is, it talks about spiritual health. It talks about spirituality and it talks about what is beyond this physical world. And so for you, Gemini, you know, really think back and reflect on how that part of your life perhaps has changed over the last five years. Uranus wants awakenings. That said, there's an, there's an a tension in your astrology that's happening between what's called the sixth and the twelfth, between your physical health, your spiritual health, your physical life, your spiritual life, and how do you find the balance between heaven and earth? this week? How do you put into play new, new rituals, new practices, for example? Then later this week, Mercury does go into Sagittarius. Sagittarius is a relationship sign for you. So the change, especially as you go into the second half of, of uh, November, focuses on relationships. 
do keep in mind, Gemini, that you're in this phase of your life, especially with um, Saturn in Pisces in your 10th, where it's really about the big stuff, relationships, career, responsibilities, direction, trying to figure things out. And so maybe, you know, especially with Mercury square Saturn later this week, you've got some big choices to make, commitments to honor, um, decisions that really speak to the fact that you're in a more of a serious phase of your life. Um, cancer. Cancer, so how are you doing? That was a pretty big uh, solar eclipse three weeks ago. And I know that three weeks ago seems distant, but that's a big energy that really, sorry to fly, that really uh, highlighted your sign of home and family roots, foundation. Maybe you made a move. Maybe you're preparing for a move. The, the planet that really governed this eclipse, it's actually been in something called your third. So it's been more about thinking, planning, uh, trying new things, getting new perspectives, doing all the stuff before you know, Venus going into Libra on, on the 8th. With Venus going into Libra on the 8th, it just says for the next four weeks, the focal, like the, there's a focus on the changes that were seeded back in October. And maybe these are changes that you saw start to take place and take take shape even back in September, for example. But it's going to possibly be a little bit of a turning point for you as you go into next week as well. Mars, which is your career planet, is presently in Scorpio. And Scorpio for you is your, gosh, got to do the math. Um, it's your fifth sign. And so there is an element of needing to focus on your creativity, really getting clear about who you are and how you want that to live in the world with the opposition, <clears throat> excuse me, with the opposition to Uranus this week, see what the story is with career, the direction that you want to take your life in. Um, but uh, yeah, some people, I'm sorry, some people say that the, uh, the it keeps fading out. I don't know, it's working on my end. But anyway, um, but just see cancer, what's the story that's happening with career this week, because it could be a breakthrough, it could be something that shakes things up, it could be even a change in like the direction that you want to take your career and a career in the direction that you want to take your life in. But there's a lot of pressure on you, Cancer, this week, if I'm being completely honest. This Scorpio season, which is a season that plays upon your natural emotions and sensitivities. So maybe you are feeling a lot this week. So with that in mind, do what you need to do to really feel anchored and settle into yourself and to begin to ask yourself, especially with the recent solar eclipse, where is home and who is home? Um, what else? We've got Leo. Leo. So Scorpio season for you is the time when the sun is going through your fourth. It's home, it's family, it's roots, foundation. And you do have Mars there. And so, of course, every Leo is going to live this differently. Um, Mars has been there since October 10th. And so it's put a lot of focus on the home environment, whether that means making changes in your home environment, whether planning for a move, thinking about a move, um, maybe it's not a move, maybe it's an internal move, or looking at the sort of 
deep emotional memories and legacies that we, you know, pull, you know, pull from, you know, different parts of our lives, our ancestors, for example. All this is in advance of that Scorpio new moon next week, which we'll talk about, of course, uh, next week. But you do have that really powerful Mars opposite Uranus aspect. And we've talked about this over the past few years, but you've had Uranus in your career sign since May of 2018, March of 2019. And yes, every Leo is going to live this differently, but something about your professional life or the sort of the role that you want to play in the world or the, the natural duties and responsibilities that you carry wants to change. I've seen Leos make a complete change in their career, a 180. I've seen breakthroughs. I've, I've seen, you know, sort of sometimes even instability, but it's to see how that story that's been with you the last five years comes to another head this week, and especially next week with the Scorpio new moon. Um, it's a bit of some intense energy, if I'm being completely honest, and maybe it's bringing up a lot of emotions because you're really trying to push out into the world or make some sort of change and maybe it means pulling away from something from the past for example uh that said you know the the libra eclipse it's you know the, the libra and the aries eclipses into next year and into the beginning of 2025 they're more about the mind communication education exploration travel really sharing what you believe in what you stand for and publishing um, philosophy uh, going back to school for example um, and this eclipse um, to see what where's what's the story with voice communication um, even education and teaching because when venus gets into libra this week on the 8th it reinvigorates this eclipse energy from october 14th whether it's you needing to speak more, communicate more, share your voice more, share your point of view, teach maybe, or even it's just travel, that's really going to start to, to become a focus as you go into, into, into the end of November. Um, Virgo, Virgo, lots going on in your sign at the moment, as you heard me say in the introduction, like even though the eclipse was not in your sign, it pulled the, the, it pulled the energy of both the eclipses in your sign. Why? Because the Libra solar eclipse and the Taurus uh, lunar eclipse, they're both ruled by Venus. And Venus has been in Virgo, um, gosh, uh, since the beginning of October and September, I can't remember. But maybe you have felt the shift in the change. I don't know, maybe not. Maybe there's a sense of ex expectation or a sense of, you know, that sense of pregnancy, like something is about to begin. And keep in mind that your planet, Mercury, has been in Scorpio over the past few weeks. And it's a bit of an intense placement for Mercury to be because it you know, makes you really hyper-focused in the details. You naturally want to investigate and get to the bottom of mystery. Maybe you're really working hard, for example. But you know, that said, that starts to shift as Mercury goes into Sagittarius. And you know, Mercury going into Sagittarius, Sag is something called your fourth. It's home, it's family. And then you have uh, Saturn, which just turned direct in your seventh sign of relationships. And so there's something about these like two very important pillars or corners, depending on how you look at it, of your life that are very highlighted at the moment. It's you, it's other people, it's duties and responsibilities, it's sort of the passage of time. 
it's also like where is home and who is home and it's to see you know especially as you get into the end of this week once after the 10th when mercury goes into sagittarius like what are the decisions that you're having to make where do you feel the energy of saturn you know, sort of that sharp focus of life there is no veneer with Saturn. It really gives it to you in black and white. And maybe that's refreshing. Maybe you need that sharp clarity and focus at the moment. Maybe it's not. Maybe there's a little bit of, again, sharpness uh, to Mercury going into Sagittarius square Saturn. Um, but this will hopefully give you time to really get clear about a relationship, get clear about something about the home environment, maybe the direction that your life is taking. But it's probably a, a big week, you know, especially going to next week, all in advance of a powerful Scorpio new moon. Libra. Libra, so you had uh, that big, powerful solar eclipse on the 14th in your sign at 21 degrees of Libra. And you're thinking, well, that was three weeks ago. But that's the beauty and sometimes the freakiness of eclipses is that they, they sort of mark a time, they mark an energy, they create a chapter of change, and that energy will get reactivated at different points. And, and even before the eclipse, that's the thing you, you heard me say throughout September and maybe even August, I was like, hey, we're coming up to eclipses and sometimes you see the eclipse before the eclipse. But that said, with the with with Venus, which is your planet changing signs this week on the on the eighth, it's not just a change of seasons for you. You, you know, the last uh, four weeks Venus has been in Virgo, and Virgo represents your twelfth. The twelfth is the last space, and I probably talked about this last week. The twelfth is the space that we all have to go. It's the preparation for a new life. It's where the physical life and the uh, sort of pull away from the spirit. It's the time to, to reflect, to focus on our spirituality, to open up our eyes to who we are beyond this world, but also again to prepare for the next coming chapter and phase. Well, that next chapter and phase was seated back on October 14th with the lunar eclipse. But that was sort of this interesting energy of, of new beginnings with the solar eclipse, but at the same time pointing you to the 12th. Something has to end in order for you to move forward. Maybe that makes sense right now. Maybe that will make sense later. Maybe it's a, we, we can frame it in a different way. Maybe it's a need to make new beginnings that are more in alignment with your spirituality, for example. But with Venus going into Libra, it's the start of something. It's the start of a personal cycle. It's also the start of sort of bringing this energy of the eclipse into a new phase. And of course, we'll talk about this more, you know, over the next couple of weeks, because Venus will eventually get to the eclipse degree, 21 degrees, and sort of that, that time around that date that will be very important in some way. So I don't have the date in my head yet. Um, so yes, it's a big dynamic time, one that's focused on you and sort of new beginnings and self-reliance excuse me, needing to stand on your own two feet. It's, but also it's about relationships and other people. And you do have your relationship planet, Mars and Scorpio in what's called your second right now. It's about trust, you know, really the trust of a partner or trust of a relationship, even if it's not a romantic relation, like who are the people that are in your life right now? Libra, it's about value and worth, really feeling safe and stable with somebody. Maybe you and a partner are focused on money and income, 
purchasing something, investing in something, assets. But I will say, you know, Mars is making opposition to Uranus this week. And of course, this happens once every two years. So this is you know, not that big of a deal. But Uranus is an evolutionary planet. Something wants to grow and evolve in relationships this week. And with Uranus and what's called your eighth, and mind you, it's been there for the last five years, it's about really opening up to trusting somebody more, getting more vulnerable, maybe opening up yourself to emotional spaces that you don't typically let other people in, whether you feel value or worth or stability and security or the safety to be able to do that. But to see what is the story this week, next week, especially going into that Scorpio new moon on the 13th, because you got some really powerful astrology at the moment. Scorpio, happy birthday, Scorpio. So you do have that Scorpio new moon on the 13th. So if your birthday is before the 13th, it doesn't mean that you don't get the energy of the new moon. It just means that for, especially if your birthday is on the 13th plus or minus a couple of days, it is a powerful new beginning. Why? Well, because that Scorpio new moon, it makes what's called a conjunction to Mars. Hey, that's you. Mars is your ruling planet and it makes an opposition to Uranus. Now, every Scorpio has been living the last five years differently, but every Scorpio has had Uranus going through their relationship sign of Taurus since May of 2018 and March of 2019. I've seen Scorpios who have been 10 years single get suddenly into a relationship. I've seen major changes in some Scorpios' uh, life, but regardless, Uranus is just trying to get that part of your life to grow and evolve and transform. Typically, Scorpio, we've talked about the Scorpio, you have a lot of guard. It's not your natural instinct to open up, to um, let other people in, to, you know, Scorpio is all about power, wants to hold the power. And so how do you learn to delegate? How do you learn to open up to other people? Relationships are just about putting balance into your life. I know it sounds simple and perhaps even a little cheesy, but that's the role of relationships is to remind us that we can't do everything alone. It's just, it's, it's unsustainable. So there's something about relationships that's very highlighted this week and especially going into next week. You, Scorpio, have to grow, have to reinvent, have to transform. Why am I saying have to? Because Uranus is an evolutionary planet and evolutionary energy. We can't sidestep it. We have to meet it. We have to work with it in some way or it works with us. And you're like, but you said the astrology is 50%. Yes, but this is an energy that demands some sort of reinvention. And Scorpio, even though we're really good at change and transformation, my joke is that we only want to change when we're good and ready, or we only want to change when we're in control of the change. So how do you surrender to something this week, Scorpio? It's your birthday, I know. But maybe you can take this energy, which can be a little unsentimental, Uranus is very unsentimental, and uh, bring it with you into this new personal year. Mind you, you just had that solar eclipse a few weeks ago in Libra, which is your 12th sign. There's a focus over the next six months about spirituality endings. I know that word doesn't always make people happy, but that's the 12th. The 12th is the sort of the end of one chapter so that a new chapter can begin. 
Venus, a relationship planet, go into Libra and sort of focus the energy of this Uranus-Mars opposition on the 12th. So whether it's relationships on the physical plane, relationships on the spiritual plane, and maybe needing to make some really big changes and adjustments within yourself so that something new can come in. Sagittarius. Sagittarius. So you've got some big astrology happening at the moment. Why? Well, Saturn just turned direct in your fourth sign of home and family, roots and foundation. And Sag, you're in this time of your life of settling down. I know that means different things to different people. It doesn't have to be traditional, but settling down means coming more into your roots, your foundation. Maybe that does mean, you know, starting a family, getting a house, doing all that traditional Saturnian stuff, but it really does mean really anchoring more into this life. And then there's Mercury. So Mercury has been behind the scenes over the last, I forget when it went into, into Scorpio, but it starts to go into your sign on the 10th. And so it's the start of a new cycle for Mercury. Mercury is a relationship planet for you. It's also a career planet for you. So there's a sense of new beginnings, getting a chance to move forward. But when it does go into Sagittarius, it picks up on the energies of Saturn. So you may feel as you go into the weekend, especially in advance of that Scorpio new moon, that you're coming to the end of something and you're on the edge of something new. You may need to make some serious decisions, commitments, choices, or gain clarity about the direction that you want to take your life in or take your career in, really honoring your, um, your duties and responsibilities, for example, um, maybe even sort of thinking about home and family and sort of the, these sort of big directions and big arcs of your life. And all of this is in advance, of course, of Sagittarius season, your season. And in the moment, it's about really shutting the past and letting go and preparing for the next big chapter, at least certainly next big chapter this year of your life. And, you know, with Mars opposite Uranus this week, um, you know, it is playing upon the energies of what's called the 12th. So look for some sort of like your eyes being opened about something because maybe that will help a light bulb go off for you so you can reframe some of these key areas of your life. Capricorn. Capricorn, so your planet is Saturn. It's still in the fourth sign, sorry, third sign. And it'll be there in, in Pisces until, uh, gosh, until February 2026. I'll keep saying that, I guess, for the next three years because it's just to really refocus you on something that's been unfolding at least since March. And so for you, Capricorn, to see, especially as we just had Saturn, your planet turned direct on, um, on the 4th of November, where are you at with the energy of choice, thinking, communicating? Um, how do you think and listen and learn? How do you take your choices seriously? How do you weigh your options? Pisces being a big influence for you uh, over the next few years, these are choices that aren't necessarily because it makes sense on paper, because it makes sense um, materially. Pisces is an immaterial sign. It's about it has to line up with my heart. It has to line up with my soul. It has to feel like it aligns with my sense of mission and purpose in the world. 
That said, you are just three weeks off of a pretty big deal solar eclipse that was in your sign of career. Over the next six months, it's about your professional life, sort of the duties and responsibilities that you naturally carry in the world. And, you know, maybe you saw the changes already. Maybe you can feel the changes coming. Well, you know, now that Venus is going to go into Libra on the 8th, it, it really brings strength and sort of reinvigorates this, this change of seasons, this change of, of your life that was seated three weeks ago. So it's a big pivot point this week. You know, Mars is a sign in your chart, a planet in your chart that talks about home and family roots foundation is making an opposition to uranus this week that's a pretty intense energy if i'm being completely honest it's really trying to get you to transform who you think you are versus what was molded and templated for you by your family and that's the thing i always say the astrology is 50 percent or the other 50 percent but in reality that 50 percent is of you is conscious subconscious unconscious a lot of the subconscious stuff is that's the family patterning the societal patterning it's conditioning unconscious stuff you have no clue it's even there you don't even realize that it's that's that's uh shifting the way that you see things and so the uranus over the last five years has been trying to shake up who you think you are and how you express that in the world aquarius Aquarius, so Saturn is your planet. It's still in Pisces. It'll be there until February of 2026, except for a few months in the um, from May, to, I believe, till, till September 2025. But that said, it's about money, your material world. Saturn just turned direct, so your planet just turned direct, and it gives you the energy of forward movement over the rest of the year until next June. It doesn't mean that everything ground to a halt from June 2023 until the beginning of November 2023, but it's just to understand that life always can't move forward. It has to be, there has to be time to digest, to integrate, to reflect, to rest. It can't always be day, there has to be night. That is the natural dance with the retrograde. So this has really been focusing again on money, income, material stability, and material security over, you know, since March of this year. And for some people, that's pretty nuts and bolts. You're really looking at how you are living, the money that you're spending, and maybe it's even the value and worth that's behind that. For some, you really are focusing on, you know, trying to get more. You're like very, sometimes the thing with Saturn is part of the chart. You're very aware of maybe what's not working on a material side of things that you can make some big changes. That said, we do have um, a pretty intense opposition between Mars and Uranus this week. For you, Aquarius, Mars is a career planet. And you have Uranus in your fourth, and it's been in your fourth since 2018, 2019. So there's a big dynamic tension between the home environment and your professional life, your, your public world. There's a tension between your emotional needs, wants, and desires, and feeling safe and stable and secure, and maybe something that's really pulling you in the world. Mind you, Aquarius, your home environment has likely seen some big changes over the last four or five years, whether it's been a big move, whether somebody has moved out or somebody has moved in. But this has been a period, uh, Aquarius, for you to really shift your relationship with the concept of home and family. Where is home? 
who is home, and even getting into the deepest parts of your emotional core. The Mars-Uranus opposition just sort of is another like ripple in a story that's been with you over the last four or five years. Finally, Pisces. Pisces, so your planet is Jupiter and it's going to be uh, in Taurus until May of 2024. So we got, what, six more months left. Uh, that said, this is really focusing the energy, continues to focus the energy of your life on something called the third voice, communication, how you think and listen and learn. And maybe you're you know, taking classes, maybe you are reading out everything that you can get your hands on. There's a sense of natural curiosity about this space, albeit it's Taurus. Taurus typically doesn't move fast. It can get a little bit stubborn, but it is a time when you're, you're really reevaluating the value of your education, whether that's a past concept, you, know, you, you have a degree, you don't have a degree, or maybe how your family taught you this part of your life was important or not important. If it's not education, if it's not travel, it's about voice. And I've said this before, and it's worth saying a million times again, voice is two things. It's both the words out of your mouth, meaning your ability to communicate, but it's also your ability to take what is inside of you and have it live outside of you, have it live in your words, have it transmit through something that you want to say and communicates two different forms of communication. The second is very intimate, but there's something that's been trying to shift and reveal and awaken in this part of your life again since 2018 and 2019. So there's this really big tension in this part of the chart, especially with the Mars opposition. Mars is up in your ninth and it's been there since October 10th. And so maybe, especially with the sun there right now and even the Scorpio new moon on the 13th, Monday, this is the part of the, the, the your personal astrology where it's trying to get you to get very clear about what do you believe in? What do you stand for? What do you think is true? What are your convictions? What do you really wanna fight and advocate for? Don't fight, but at least advocate for something. It's a time for you to really feel those passions. And it's very focused on communication, but that said, maybe there is information or ideas that really shake something up this week. That said, you do have Mercury changing signs for you, Pisces. Mercury is a major play in your astrology because it governs the home environment and it also governs relationships. So over the past however many weeks, not that long, can't remember the exact number, but it's been in Scorpio. For you, uh, Scorpio is your, your what's called your eighth sign. It's about, again, how you see the world, what you believe in, what you stand for. And now it's going to go into Sagittarius on the 10th. Sag is your career sign. It's, it's so, and especially once that Mercury gets into Sag, it starts to make a square to Saturn. Saturn is in your sign. It's a little bit, uh, it's a lot of bit, a heavy influence over the next couple of years, if I'm being completely honest. Saturn is really making you feel time aging, maybe feeling more duties and responsibilities, maybe you're having to carry more, maybe you maybe you feel tired, a little bit run down, but this is a new big chapter in your life that, that started in March. And so it's for you to maybe as you go into next week, make some serious decisions, choices, really weigh your options. And these are choices that both talk about home and family, past, memory, relationships, other people, 
your duties and responsibilities to other people. But it's very likely a, a, a shift, especially a big shift as you start to go into next week. So there you go, Pisces. And there you go, all the other signs. Thank you so much uh, for, for watching every week. I, I think a couple of you had some problems with the stream. I'm, I'm so sorry, but it, everything's at least good on my end, which means it got recorded on my end. And um, that said, thank you all. Uh, please follow me online at empoweringastrology.com. You can sign up for my newsletter. You can book a consultation with me. I love to go over the big pieces of everybody's astrology and really show you the map of your life. Maybe it's a big tall order and one consultation but I know some of you are my clients even if those that are not watching live because you're always like oh I watch you every every Tuesday I watch you every week um but that said I'm on Facebook I'm on Instagram I'm on Spotify and I'm on YouTube so I look forward to seeing you all next week it will be recorded I'm so sorry I have to you know I'm coming back out of town at that point when it would be live or I wouldn't get through the traffic but um we will have lots to talk about with that Scorpio new moon. So take care. Be well. Have a great night. Bye-bye.